0: How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. <gasps> My goodness. That was good. You guys are pros. The bats, relentless, refusing to give up. All uh, right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance.
1: Welcome to the Fantasy Flex Week 12 podcast and happy Thanksgiving, everybody. I'm your host, Chris Raybon, joined as always by my dude, Sean Kerner. Sean, happy holidays. What's going on? Happy
2: holidays. Um, yeah, had a good week 11. Uh, went 10 and 5 on my side's tolls and props, but uh, last night was very tilting ahead. Kaderi's Tony over 41 and a half receiving yards um and he despite seeing 12 targets and getting seven catches uh he finished a yard and a half short uh you you had to rub it in that he he had that one catch where he caught it and he went backwards for for a loss so even if he just um you know had a positive gain on that would have won but uh can't get too down on that had a
1: good week so looking forward to uh, this uh thanksgiving week yeah you know who's not looking forward to this thanksgiving week jason garrett because uh (laughs) He just got canned as the offensive coordinator of the New York Giants. So I guess they weren't too happy about that, that 30 to 10 loss guys running backwards from the first down (laughs) marker. Uh, And and Daniel Jones throwing probably one of the top five worst interceptions I've ever seen any quarterback throw right, right to a defensive lineman on a throwback pass with no giant in sight. So uh, yeah, it was, was it was an ugly, it was an ugly game for the Giants, but uh, we got a lot to get to. So uh, you know do- uh, So real quick, do you know who you face in the Action Network Fantasy Football League this week?
2: I'm guessing it's you. Yep. We yeah. need to have a bet on this. Uh we do. If, if, you, you probably need to spread. My team is uh, pretty stacked. I managed to beat Stucky's uh, juggernaut of a team because he forgot to take out uh, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> oh, no. You, we can excuse. He's so busy Sunday mornings. He wasn't able to uh, react to that. And, you know, Lamar was 50-50 to play, but um, was, you know – he still put up a fight because he had Jonathan Taylor, but I had Austin Eckler, just hell of a match. Um, so finally took down Stucky. Somebody had to do it, but uh get to face you this week. So we'll have to come up with some side side wager or side problem.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I'm, I'm making a run here. I'm I'm up yeah. to third place, uh, and you knocked out Stucky. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm seven and four. We have a bunch of – we have two seven and four teams, and then no one else is better than five and six. <laughs> uh, and you're, we beat the we, week at ten and one. So I might, might end up facing you in the uh, playoffs. Should be fun. All right. Uh, All right. We got a lot to get to. We're going to talk waivers on this pod. We're going to talk the Thanksgiving slate. Uh, We're going to talk, obviously, our top five. And then we'll talk our main slate. Cheat codes will build a lineup. So jam-packed podcast. Let's get to it. Uh, And let's start with the Thanksgiving slate. Sean, we have Chicago, Detroit. We have Vegas, Dallas. We have Buffalo, New Orleans. So let's just go through the positions Uh, quarterback. Who do you like here? I think uh, I've already kind of made my cash game lineups and uh, I'll have a write-up out uh, for the slate, similar to what I do, uh, you know, with the matchups every Saturday. And uh, I think I'm going Josh Allen here. I know he's struggled in the past, but um, just don't know what's going to happen with Dak and his receiving core here. Ceedee Lamb might be out. Uh, So I think I'm going Josh Allen. Uh, Who do you like at quarterback in this Thanksgiving slate?
2: Yeah, Josh Allen's the you know top play for sure on this slate. Even at seventy eight hundred, uh, he, he's still a good play because this is a pretty weak slate. Um, I mean, Dak, you know, he's sixty nine hundred, which is a fair price, but he he's likely going to be without Amari Cooper um, and CD Lamb. So I, I like Derek Carr at fifty nine hundred. Um, you know, he's been on a bit of a downturn of late, but he still has shown like a really high ceiling this year. So I think. Um, Being at the same price as like the Trevor Simeons and Andy Daltons (laughs) of the world makes Derek Carr a pretty nice play uh, for what is kind of like a weaker
1: slate uh, when it comes to quarterback. All right, running back, uh, the guy that stands out to me is David Montgomery. 95% snap rate last week against the Baltimore Ravens. And I think the only thing we worried about with Montgomery coming back here off the injury was – Will Herbert had played well, you know, and maybe, you know, rookie, maybe they were going to give him uh, a little more of the backfield usage than they had previously. But lo and behold, Montgomery, 85% of the snaps in week nine off the injury and then 95%. So he's the guy that I think stands out uh, at six K at the running back position.
2: Oh yeah. David Montgomery all the way for me. Uh, Just the, the top value play top everything play at running back this week. Um, and then DeAndre Swift, depending on if Jared Goff or Tim Boyle starts, if if Jared Goff starts, I love DeAndre Swift at this price. If Tim Boyle starts, you know, I'm probably going to downgrade him quite a bit. He had, what, zero receiving yards on three catches last week. Uh, Tim Boyle couldn't even dump it off uh, to DeAndre Swift, so um, that he's going to get a massive downgrade if Tim Boyle starts again. Uh, and then, you know, Tony Pollard's very sneaky at 5,600. Um, Zeke's banged up right now and it's a short week. So Tony Pollard could see a ton of action here. Um, especially with, you know, CD lamb and Amari Cooper out. Uh, I think they might use Tony Pollard more as a pass catcher, uh, in this game. So, you know, I think Tony Pollard is very sneaky at 5,600. He has a very high ceiling. Um, even if Zeke plays, so he, he's a guy that I think will be a cheat code and um certainly going to have some flyers with him in GPPs.
1: Uh, speaking of the Cowboys at wide receiver, Michael Gallup obviously yeah. um, has to be locked in. You know, with at least one of those guys. That looks like Lamb is going to be out too. There were reports that he has a chance to play, but I just think that's like optimism. You know, t- in the in, you know kind of game plan, little you know make, make the uh, Raiders game plan for him. It's it's really tough to get cleared the for the concussion protocol on a short week. So I, I still doubt he's going to play. But um, Gallup and then you know Cedric Wilson, I think. Uh, kind of goes back into the discussion here uh, especially if you have both of those guys out because now Wilson becomes the number two but even if he's not he's kind of a punt play just like salary saver so you could do whatever you want with the rest of your lineup um, and he'll still be a top three receiver for you know probably what should be the the, the best passing you know, the best offense overall on, on the slate so um, like him as well what about you at wide receiver yeah. I love Cedric Wilson at 3,500 um, at, at the top, you know, you can't go wrong with Michael Gallup
2: or Hunter Renfro in this yep. uh, 5,900 to 5,600 range. Uh, they're clearly, you know, the top value at the top. And then you have some of these like salary savers, like um, Gabe Davis at 3,700 is kind of sneaky on a site like this. Um, Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders have been struggling uh, lately. Gabe Davis really hasn't seen an uptick in playing time, but he was still their He was their leading receiver last week with 27 yards. So. Um, Even in limited playing time, Gabe Davis is the kind of guy that can break a slate with a single catch. Uh, So love him. Just he has that baked-in upside we love on smaller slates. And then Josh Reynolds is the ultimate cheat code if Jared Goff starts. Uh, If Tim Boyle starts, again, I'm off all Lions players. But if Jared Goff starts, Josh Reynolds uh, has a pathway to become the Lions' number one receiver the rest of the season. Um, Last week, he had a 96% routes run rate didn't catch a single ball on three targets, but that's Tim Boyle's fault. Uh, But Josh Reynolds and Jared Goff already have, uh, you know, chemistry from their Rams days. So um, if Goff returns here, I think Reynolds is very sneaky at three K
1: you know, give me all the Josh Reynolds. If, if Goff returns this week. I mean, you've been just like I have, you've been projecting these lions every week. uh, So you'll appreciate this, but what are the odds of Josh Reynolds is a healthy scratch this week?
2: Oh, zero, zero. Really?
1: He's not on the Titans anymore, so. No, no, I, I think he, I think he could be a healthy scratch. For the really? Ride. Like Because look at Trinity, look at Trinity <laughs> oh. Benson. Look at Quintez Cephas. Like, all these guys were like, they would get like, they would be like the number one receiver one week, but because they don't play special teams, like the next week they'll be completely scratched. So, like, Trinity Benson was in the Josh Reynolds role, you know, like two weeks ago, and then he was a healthy scratch. And then Reynolds, what he run? Like 96% of the routes without a catch? So, like, I wouldn't be surprised. if he Yeah, again, I
2: think that the 96% routes run without a catch is solely on Tim Boyle here. Uh, But I agree. Obviously. He got cut once already. (laughs) It's not out of the question. I I agree. It's not out of the question. It it definitely is. out. Anytime we're talking (laughs) to the Lions, it isn't out of the question. At least that way we'll know. If he's inactive, then we'll know not to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But the, the Lions receiving corp is just such a shit show that, he does have a path to be the number one receiver. And like you said, his floor is obviously being inactive. Uh, but I think that the odds of that happening this week, I'll, I'll put it at 10%. Let's just say that. So okay. 90% chance he's out there running a ton of routes. Um, again, if Tim Boyle is under center, we want nothing to do with him. Um, if David Blau is under center, maybe I'll have to think about it. But <laughs> specifically, he's a Jared Goff play. Uh, the you know the former teammate narrative, there you have chemistry. So that's that's my angle here. Bears are going to win this game like six to nothing.
1: Yeah, uh, I would love that. <laughs> uh, a couple of other guys I do want to mention: um, Brian Edwards. Uh, I love mm-hmm. Brian Edwards this week as a tournament play. Uh, you yes. can't get any better than coming off no catches. for the, <laughs> What is it? The second time I think in three weeks. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the week he had catches was when I had the uh, under. On his oh, prop, so. so I think he go over. I think he goes over this week, and I think he, he has a bounce back because Dallas likes the playman coverage. Ryan Edwards, like they only go to him versus man. It's like some of these bigger receivers, I don't know, I guess, you know, maybe it's because they don't have that lateral quickness, but they're just not targeted as much against zone coverage. Um, Chase Klaipa was like that a little bit, but he's kind of broken out of it. But Edwards, I mean, he's been, cause most teams play zone, you know, the majority yeah. of the time and Edwards still has like 75% of his catches against man coverage. So uh, I think he bounces back. And so the line I like in this one is uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, he's, You know, he's been kind of their go-to guy uh, against teams that play a little more man coverage, and his routes run per drop back are increasing. I just trust him a little more than Reynolds uh, or Khalif Raymond at this point. You know, they've kind of been rotating those perimeter guys, but St. Brown is, you know, he's a rookie, so they have every incentive to kind of continue to to look at him and see what he can do. So um, St. Brown is another guy that's kind of sneaky. So uh, St. Brown and Edwards, for me, will be some of the guys that uh, I'm looking at. And I like the Gabe Davis call as well but uh, poor went out for Deontay <laughs> Harris. Uh, that, that didn't uh, go well last week. I thought he would have yeah. such a good game and it just didn't, didn't work out uh, and a fumble and, and all that good stuff. But uh, let's go to a tight end. The guy that stands out for me is Dalton Schultz. I have him ranked as a top five tight end this week. Um, there are a bunch of options. There's Dawson Knox. TJ Hawkinson is still in that mix, although uh, I'm guessing you're probably down on him given the quarterback situation, but um, yeah, it's probably going to be Schultz for me. Cause it's, I think you can afford him. Uh, and cash games and not really get uh, not really get sidetracked.
2: Yeah, no, I I like Dawson Ox this week at uh, 4,400 on this slate. Um, and you know Darren Waller is probably worth every penny on this slate, even at sixty four hundred. It's it's pretty easy to make a lineup with Waller in it. Uh, and Juwan Johnson, I mean, with Adam Troutman out, uh, I mean, this is a shout out to our boy Raheem. Uh, but this could be a Juwan Johnson game. I, I wonder if we also see some Taysom Hill. Um, at tight end here, but either way, Juwan Johnson at 2,600, uh, he's a live play and GPPs. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty good slate, uh, for tight ends,
1: but I think Darren Waller is the play at tight end for me. Johnson's another guy. I mean, it's like, if he's active, right. Cause like the week he's before, be active he here. was scratched and they only went with Garrett Griffin and they, Troutman, And then Vanette came back and he led the team in routes so when I mean, Griffin went zero. So it could be like Vanette and Griffin and like Will Jordan Humphrey out like the saints. Ugh. I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's a disaster. And I don't get the
2: the Taysom Hill contract. It's just baffling, but yeah, I, I guess Vanette would be a stinky play too. But I think, you know, Juwan Johnson is probably inactive because he's like the, the backup pass catching yeah. tight end. So I just think with Troutman out, uh, Juwan Johnson makes practical sense as a replacement, but like you said, who knows so he's, he's a GBP flyer and I wonder if he's going to be uh, highly rostered at twenty six hundred. I don't even know, but will either way, I'll have some flyers of John Johnson here.
1: Yeah. I'm just, you know, it's a small slate. So we just got to, you know, cause if we don't mention that these guys could yeah. scratch, it's like, <laughs> people like, don't you tell me to play it. It's like, don't lock. First of all, don't lock in your lineups, like before exactly. lock, but second of all, yeah, this is, you know, there's a lot going on here. Uh, let's go to, Our main slate breakdown. Let's start with quarterbacks. We'll talk waivers, but let's start how we usually do. Uh, Sean, give me your top five overall for week number 12. So it's uh, Josh
2: Allen, Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, the number three, Justin Herbert and uh, Tom Brady.
1: Uh, I have Lamar number one, assuming he plays. He's just still popping in my model. Um, Obviously, you know, if we get if he starts missing more practice, he might go to number two or three or four. Or five, <laughs> but right now, you know, just projection-wise, he's number one. Um, Josh Allen number two. Tom Brady number three. Tom Brady, by the way, overall QB one in points per game this year. Nuts. Uh, J- Jalen Hurts number four, <laughs> and Justin Herbert number five. A little bit inconsistent, but he's coming on, coming on here, and and I think, uh, and I think he could have a decent game here uh, against Denver. Uh, all right, let's. So instead of going straight to DFS cheat codes and, and our top plays. Let's talk waivers now. Uh, I think you know Cam Newton's at fifty-two percent. You know that's a little over the fifty percent threshold that we usually like to talk about. But he has to be rostered. Like if he's in the one of the if you're in one of those forty-eight percent of the weeks where Cam Newton is not rostered, you need to roster him. Uh, and then maybe you sell high after this because then he has a buy and like some tougher matchups in the playoffs. But uh, should have a good game against Miami. But outside of Cam, Sean, uh, who do you like for your top you know quarterback streamer that's under fifty percent? Uh, rostered Tyrod Taylor baby all the way 6% roster,
2: Um, faces the Jets this week uh, who ranked 32nd which is dead last in DVOA uh, the, the Texans team total is 23 and a half this week um, and this is a really tight week like uh, there's a ton of spreads uh, three and under here um, not many team totals like over 25 and a half so Texans have one of the highest team totals this week uh, which is insane and I think with the running game Struggling. They just cut Philip Lindsay here. Um, They're just going to lean on Tyrod Taylor even more with his, with his arm and his legs. Uh, Last week, he had two rushing touchdowns. Didn't throw for many yards, but didn't have to, uh, to put away the Titans. But I just love his upside here. And he, he opens the week as my QB 10. So he's just a no brainer uh, streamer play uh, here. And I think he has a pretty high floor and high ceiling for a streamer.
1: Yeah. Like Tyrod. And uh, the one other guy I'll mention is Taylor Heineke. Um, He's right outside the top 10 for me as well. Uh, going against Seattle, who's down to 25th in pass defense DVOA. And just as I said, Seattle has, you know, a good cornerback situation going on. Trey (laughs) Brown, who was playing really well, lost of the year. Uh, Reed missed last game, so we'll see what's going on with him. But, uh, yeah, now the Seattle defense is not very um, scary at all. Heineke's been playing well. I, I was really impressed the fact that they were able to come up with that win Against Carolina, I mean, Carolina can lock up on defense. Mm-hmm. So for Heineke to play well, and he's been a one-read quarterback, so that was a brutal matchup for him. And he was able to throw the three touchdowns. So uh, that was impressive. So I, I like him as well. Him and Tyrod are kind of those two guys. And they they obviously, as you mentioned, can add, you know, with their legs. You know, Daniel Jones, maybe, you know, we'll see him have a resurgence here with, uh, with a new offensive coordinator, maybe some new wrinkles. So I think he's a guy to kind of watch out for as well. Uh, on that streaming radar if you need it uh all right let's get to dfs cheat codes who do you like uh, in dfs or just guys that you're higher on than the consensus
2: uh so i mean justin herbert at 6600 he's my top uh projected quarterback for this slate uh we're missing some big names on this slate uh just worth mentioning but um justin herbert's my number one qb for this slate, only 6600 like you said he's been a little inconsistent but Definitely has a massive ceiling here um, against the Broncos. So love him. Uh, And then I already mentioned Tyrod Taylor. He's 5,300 on DraftKings, which is just criminal. I mean, like I said, he has a really high floor and ceiling combo this week. Um, Not many teams have a team total over, you know, 24, 25 here. So the Texans have one of the higher team totals at 23 and a half. You've mentioned it before, but, you know, team totals correlate really well um, with quarterbacks. So I just think Tyrod Taylor, uh, is a no-brainer play this week at
1: fifty-three hundred. Yeah, Tyrod. This is you know Tyrod, and he really hasn't had that good passing game yet. I, I feel like it's going to come. He looked pretty good yeah. as a passer uh, to start the year, and then it's just been a little up and down, uh, you know, lately. But this Jets defense, I mean, my 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 is bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I like him, and I got to mention Cam Newton at fifty-six hundred because Cam Newton's fifty-six hundred on DraftKings. On FanDuel, he's 8K. He's the third highest priced quarterback. So, I mean, I don't know what's going on with the pricing here, but you got to get in Cam in, in cash games uh, on DraftKings. Had the 26.2 fantasy points a week ago, 21 to 27 passing, uh, two scores, and then 10 for 46 with a touchdown uh, on the ground. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady, I think, you know, because he's five, uh, 300 more expensive than any other quarterback. Maybe he won't get as much love as he should. But again, this is the number one overall quarterback. And he's going against a Colts defense that's third lowest in pressure rate. And that's not a good recipe because this isn't like everyone's going to say the Bucs haven't played well on the road. Well, this is not a normal road game. This is in a dome. All right. Like this is and no pressure in a dome for Tom Brady. Might be might be a 40 burger. Uh, you know, for the bucks and for his fantasy point total. So uh, don't sleep on Tom Brady. Probably not. Don't need him in cash games, obviously with Cam Newton there, but uh, in tournaments, I mean, I think you want a lot of exposure uh, to Tom. Absolutely. And it's, it's a pass funnel matchup. Uh, He he just got back Gronk uh,
2: and he should be getting back Antonio Brown, right? Yep. Um, And Scotty Miller. So it could be, you know, uh, just you know, the, all of his receivers, all of his tight ends, ready to go. Rest of the season. I, I still think this could end up being a record-breaking season uh, for Tom Brady. Uh, he has the extra game to to beat Peyton Manning, but I stand by it. I think he's going to break his record this year. Oh yeah, he's. I
1: mean, and this is go time for him because he's still he's still peeved about that two-game <laughs> losing streak. Yeah. <laughs> so he's not. He's not just going to. And they they left plays on the field. They could have had about forty-five points against the Giants. Yep. Uh, I mean, I'm just mad because I had the over for once. Like I took an over and of course, oh, it brutal. and it looked good at the half, but uh, a play got called. The Godwin was down at the one. Then it called, called back on an illegal formation. I mean, they're just some near misses. Yeah. Cameron Brait dropped in a near touchdown. So, uh, you know, I think Tom is going to, is going to play well, but let's go to our prop. Uh, so let's go with Justin Herbert rushing yards um, mm-hmm. against the
2: Broncos. You always do really great work when it comes to, you know, QB rushing yards. Um, So I want to get your take on him last week. I mean, he tore it up. What did he rush for 90 yards um, against the Steelers? And it was anytime they would play man and turn their backs and he would just take off and run. I've always felt he, you know, he's really good runner kind of reminds me of Josh Allen where he's like this big guy, six foot six, but he can still um, run. So, you know, he's playing the Broncos. They play the the most man coverage. Like, where are you projecting him here? I I feel like my projection is going to be way off here either way. But uh, right now I'm projecting for 19 and a half. Uh, rushing yards. Are you
1: over that, under that, right, right in line? What do you got? Yeah, I got him at 21. So t- oh, a little okay. bit over, Um, I, you know, he's only scrambled 5% on 5% of his dropbacks this year. So not a real high rate, but uh, I'm bumping that up a tiny bit. Cause like you said, Denver plays so much, man, now they could come out of it, you know, obviously that's kind of the gamesmanship here, but I think it's worth bumping them up uh, a little bit. So I haven't uh, projected for two and a half scrambles uh, this week. So yeah. If he scrambles two to three times, um, I think he has a good shot of going over. That. And like you said, he's just really – at he's, he can do it. Like he one run could get him – bring him loose, just like that one play from Mike Williams brung him loose. So, uh, yeah, that's, Mike Herbert. Yeah, that,
2: that was my follow-up question. Like if he starts scrambling a lot more, that's going to help Mike Williams, right? Because they, they won't be able to uh, put extra resources deep. Like they're going to have to change up their scheme. So I just think that might open up Mike Williams' the rest of the season. We'll see. I mean, we hope it would be nice. Yeah, that was was a nice bounce back. I needed that game to beat Stucky uh, because I have Michael Williams (laughs) in that league. But uh, that was a long time coming. I was getting nervous there for that uh, four or five game stretch of like nothing.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, then I hope he doesn't do anything (laughs) this week because. Oh, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. Let's go to running back. Sean, who are your top five at running back for week 12? Uh, So I got Chris
2: McCaffrey, although it's very close. Jonathan Taylor is basically a tie. Um, and then Dalvin
1: Cook, Najee Harris, and Austin Eckler. Uh, yeah, I have Taylor, number one, McCaffrey, number two, Eckler, number three, uh, Swift, number four, and Cook, number five. I uh, might switch that up, but Swift has been getting so much of the the work in that backfield, and they're going to run. So um, I do like Swift in this game. I am, I am projecting him to bounce back in terms of the catches. I mean, he's had a couple of down games receiving-wise this year, but... Uh, I mean, I think you still look at the larger sample. I don't know if it's like like anything about Tim Boyle in particular, and especially after how bad he was last week. If he starts, I mean, they're probably going to be like, hey, dump it down to this guy, like the guy that goes for 100 yards rushing every week, even though we stink. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I still got swift up there. But, yeah, I might I might get Najee back in there. Like he was a little banged up. Mm-hmm. Um, what did he get, a concussion or something? Or he got tested well, for a concussion? Yeah, he got tested, but he came back in.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that, that was a good sign. Um, but yeah, he looked fine after that, but it was definitely scary. He got hit and uh, he actually avoided a serious knee injury. The yes. way he got tackled there uh, was very scary, so it was more of a precautionary thing, but he came back in, so that's a good sign.
1: Yeah, and I mean, Najee might jump into the top five. I could see Swift ending up six right now. I have Najee six, but um, it's just because like over these past few games, there's been games where he just hasn't made it through the game as much as he was earlier, and I think. I just wonder if some of those, like, you know, all this usage is starting to take its toll where, you know, his usage is just yeah. ticking down slightly, like not, not majorly, but it's just like, uh, you know, five, 10% below his season averages, which were very high. So um, I might tinker with some things, but yeah, he's right on the cusp. Uh, all right. Waivers. So Philip up Lindsay, uh, you know, moments before we recorded this, it was reported that he got released. And thank God. I mean, this guy couldn't get to, he couldn't get to three yards of carry even. In, in any game. I think he ended at 2.6, Uh but that leaves Rex Burkhead uh, maybe in the driver's seat here. I mean, he had 18 carries. He didn't do much on the ground either, but we know he can catch the ball. He had 18 carries for 40 yards, played 42% of the snaps. They are playing the Jets, So I, I mean, can like, how much do we trust Rex Burkhead? I guess is a
2: question. Uh, about as much as you could trust. Rex Burkhead. So it's kind of a trick <laughs> question, but I mean, he could end up becoming the, you know, the Mark Ingram role in this offense, uh, which is, you know, a very, very low end running back to uh, running back three kind of thing. But, um, the Texans, even if they're down a ton, they don't mind giving a guy like Rex Burkhead carries or catches, uh, they, they don't seem to be content giving David Johnson a workhorse role. So I think it will be Rex Burkhead. Um, who we needed target here. They did add Royce Freeman yeah. who could mix in. He could be more of the Scotty Phillips role of a couple touches a game. Nothing to worry about yet. Uh, but I think, yeah, if, if you're hurting at running back and you need uh, uh, an option this week, absolutely um, go for Rex Burkhead. Again, you know, they're playing the Jets this week. So this is the time to play Rex Burkhead. Um, so I, I think he's a great add this week. Going forward, who knows? Uh, like you said, he had 18 carries last week and didn't do much with it. That's probably going to be the norm. But at least he's getting touches. So if, if you're in a desperate spot, that that you know you'll take that. Uh, but you know when it comes to other options this week, I think Tevin Coleman uh, is in a similar spot where it, it seems gross to add a running back on a horrible team. But with Michael Carter out, it's going to be Tevin Coleman and Ty Johnson, I guess, splitting carries and passing work. But I think Tevin Coleman, when they do get um, in the goal line in goal line situations, he'll be the goal line back. So again, if you're hurting at running back. You could do worse than Tevin Coleman. He's like an RB3 flex option this week and a pretty good matchup against the Texans. So these are more short-term ads, I think. Uh, but I think uh, Burkehead and Coleman are my top, top two ads this week.
1: Yeah. I'll I throw Johnson in that conversation as well. I yeah. mean, I, I think, uh, you know, he's their passing down back. So, uh, you know, they still are underdogs, even <laughs> playing the Texans. <laughs> They're still underdogs yeah. they are on the road here. So, and the Texans have been better with Tyrod Taylor, like a, Completely like if you look at their point differential with and without Tyron Terror, it's the complete 180. So, um, yeah, I think Ty Johnson's in that mix, but yeah, either any one of those three guys, I think, um, in DFS, you know, a punt play option there, mm-hmm. um, on DraftKings, like Burkhead's 4200, uh, Johnson's 4300, and Coleman is uh, 40. I think it's, I think it's mid price 4K. Oh, let me, maybe double check that. Sounds yeah, right. He's, yep, he's 4K. So, you know, I kind of, you know, fiddled with, you know, lineups. And if you just lock one of those guys in at running back, I mean, you can pretty much do whatever you want on draftings with Cam Newton at quarterback and, and one of those guys in the flex or whatever you call it. Um, you can get like, you know, like Debo in there and, and Keaton Allen and every everyone you want to. So um definitely maybe an option here and definitely guys that uh that, that you should be adding at this time of year. It's just good to have running back depth. You know, you never know when these other guys are gonna come back from injury. You never know when you might need a a guy in a pinch. All right. Uh, let's talk DFS cheat codes, top plays guys you're higher on than the consensus.
2: Uh, so I mean, got to stick with my boy, AJ Dillon. If Aaron Jones is out again, of course, uh, he's only 5,900 against the Rams, uh, kind of let us down last week. So I'm going to stick with him. This is one of those situations where you could let us down one week and then just erupt here. So I'm sticking with AJ Dillon, uh, Rams tend to invite, uh, the run. So uh, this could be a really good spot show that he could be a workhorse back. Uh, had six catches for, I think, 40 yards. So love AJ Dillon here. I also love Miles Sanders at 5,100. Um, you know, it looks like Jordan Howard's going to be out. Um, so Miles Sanders should be a true workhorse back here. The uh, Eagles have been really run heavy of late, So I think Miles Sanders could go off here. He's also due for some positive touchdown regression. Um, he's had five carries inside the five yard line this season uh, with zero touchdowns. Um, so I think with Jordan Howard um, out, um, you know, he's probably going to pick up uh, most of the the goal line work here. So love Miles Sanders. And then I like both uh, Broncos running backs. Uh, just as always, I love Javante Williams. Um, just always think he's a steal at this price, even with Melvin Gordon um, active because, you know, he's, he's capable of putting up big score and limited carries. He's, he's just that good. Uh, but also, this is a rare week. Where I'll probably sprinkle in some Melvin Gordon as well. This is a revenge game for him. Uh, Chargers rank dead last in DVOA against run. They practically invite teams to run. So I think the Broncos' running game um, should excel here. So I like sprinkling both uh, Broncos running
1: backs. and Sanders has a matchup against the Giants, and they're thirtieth in run hmm. defense DVOA. So, and and then Burkhead has the uh, the Jets at thirty first. So a lot of these guys, you know, who are kind of looking at for value, also have great matchups in this spot. Uh, I like James Robinson at 6,200 against the Falcons. The Falcons are the Falcons. Uh, You know, Jamal Agnew's out, so there's even less guys. You know, there's less of those gadget guys now. Now you're only competing with, like, Tavon Austin and LaVisca Chennault. (laughs) Carlos Hyde has been mostly phased out uh, of that rushing attack. He's still getting some work in the passing game. But uh, this Falcons defense is one to target. This could actually be a positive game script game for the Jaguars. You know, it's rare we ever say that. but um, They're at home and, and they're playing Atlanta, they're, who's 24th in run defense, DVOA. So I like Robinson at 6,200. Daryl Henderson, my favorite buy low running back. Like if you can trade for Daryl Henderson, uh, I think you do it. He's got one of the more favorable schedules down the stretch. His bye week is done. He's only 5,800. Uh, you know, he had his two worst games because the Rams just had bad game scripts. Kind of uncharacteristic of them. Uh, I think, you know, Sean McVay coming off the bye, he'll get corrected what he needs to, you know, down the stretch here. Green Bay, a little bit of a run funnel, twelfth in pass DVOA, twenty sixth in rush defense DVOA. So good bounce back spot for Henderson, who's averaging you know over eighty yards from scrimmage per game. So like him, and uh, yeah, love Javante as well at fifty two hundred. I think um, you are going to start to see him you know slowly get more work. I think as the season progresses. Yeah, I love the buy calls on Henderson and Robinson.
2: We we did our um, trade deadline buy sell high pieces and. Uh, I love buying the dip on Robinson. You know, he he missed a game or two. I think it was of those injuries. And, uh, you know, he's limited uh, two weeks ago with his heel and knee injuries. But um, he, I think he's going to go back to that workhorse usage we saw in weeks two through six, where I think he was like the RB7. So, yeah, I love his upside. And like you said, the Jaguars, I, what's the spread in this game? I think it's a pick em against the Falcons. So. Yeah, Falcons
1: might be favored by one because yeah, just hates the Jaguars. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but either way. Yeah, this is a, this probably a game where the, I wouldn't be surprised if the Jaguars win, especially if Patterson wins. Yeah. yeah, which I, it would
2: going to be great for uh, Robinson. So, love, love the Robinson call here. All right, who's our running back prop? Uh, let's see. Um, oh, Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> um rushing yards. This is up on prize picks right now.
1: Um, but it's uh, 75 and a half against the Buccaneers. What do you got? Over. I have them closer. I have them at 90. Like this is and this is a tough matchup, but remember, the Bucks are without Vita Vea. It looks like he's gonna, he's not gonna be back. Um, they still obviously have a good front, but we've seen Jonathan Taylor erupt against good run defense. I mean, Buffalo, I think they were number one in DVOA coming into the uh, coming in last week. And then Jacksonville, they were number one in eliminating explosive plays. He went for 116. So, you know, this guy has been over uh, 100 in six games, and he's played 11. So uh, he's been over 100 more than half the time, and, and now we're getting 75 and a half. I, I think that's absurd. Just keep locking Taylor in. That, they, they're making Marlon Mack an active, and Frank Reich even said it. He just said Taylor's too hot. Like, there's no point in having another running back that doesn't play special teams because we're just going to give the ball to Taylor. He's Derrick Henry. Jonathan Taylor is the new yep. Derrick Henry. Cause not, you can't even say that about Nick Chubb because Nick, Nick Chubb still splits carries like with Kareem Hunt when, or Dearness Johnson. When those guys are healthy, like Naeem Hines is not really stealing carries from Taylor at this point. He, Taylor had 32 yeah. for one eighty five last year. <laughs> just
2: ridiculous. Derrick Henry. Uh, he is so good. Yeah. And like Derrick Henry, uh, I don't want to jinx him at all, but I guess Jonathan Taylor's never missed. A game in high school, college, or the pros. So he's, yeah, durable. he missed one last
1: year. He was, he missed one last year. Oh, he did? Yeah. Not due to injury, though, right? Yeah, I think it was injury. Oh, really? Well, unless it was when we checked, was it week 16? Uh, cause he had, he played 15 games last year. No, yeah, he was COVID 19, COVID 19 in week 12 oh, against Tennessee. Oh, and the COVID gets everyone, man.
2: Yeah, so I guess it technically was an injury. I guess they, they kind of milked that up. But, yeah, he hasn't missed a game due to an injury, I guess. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's durable. Like you said, he, he basically is a new Derrick Henry. Next year, he's going to be the consensus number one overall pick. Uh, I would bet on that. But, yeah, just can't go wrong. And I'll say my – I love the over on this. I'll save my analysis for uh, prize pick section. But
1: I, I'm with you on the over here as well. All right, let's get to wide receiver. Sean, who do you like as your top five for week 12 at the wide receiver position? So my top five is Cooper Cup, Devante Adams, Debo Samuel, of
2: course, there uh, go. and Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs.
1: I have uh, Cooper Cup, Devante Adams, Debo Samuel, Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase, uh, like chasing his spot digs again. I just don't know what's going on <laughs> with his routes run. Like it's like, no, it's like, I it, I know we, we're like nitpicking him here, but like he's, he ran like 82% last week. His season average is like 82%. It's like, I can't project this guy for like the 90, 95 that I want yeah. to, because he's just not doing it, which knocks him down ever. So slightly compared to some of those other like alpha guys. So he's still in my top eight, but yeah, he's just a little lower for me. I, I'll, I'll go with chase. Who's been Chase is to be fair, a little more consistent this year anyway. So. Yeah, I feel like we we I keep having Diggs number five and you have Chase number
2: five and we bicker about it. and They, they both do well yeah. every week. And so. the important <laughs> thing is Debo. <laughs> yes, yeah. So how many r- rushing attempts You are act, projecting? This is like
1: a deja vu. You asked me this last week and then he had like yeah, money like, more well, than, than even I'm I had.
2: It's like pro- projecting like Antonio Gibson and Debo Samuel right It's just his rushing upside really just – Put, like he he's borderline top two for me now. Like uh, how yeah. many rush attempts again, how many I, rushing attempts so, are you projecting for him? Cause it's, so
1: right now I have him for two, but that's because I am projecting Elijah Mitchell to return. If yeah. Elijah Mitchell is going to be out again, we know that like Trey sermon, isn't Kyle Shanahan's favorite. I know he got, I think 10 carries or whatever it was last week, but he's not, mm-hmm. you know, when, 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 when it's only sermon, or like when, when it's no Mitchell, that's when Shanahan really starts splitting carries up a little more. So right now, you know, I have Samuel right around his season average of carries, which is around eight percent of the of the non uh, you know scrambles for quarterbacks. So um, that could increase if if Mitch is out. What about you? Yeah, I'm three carries uh, for twenty yards. Oh, so. okay, yeah. Hey, I'm a, two for, I'm a two for fourteen, but yeah, I like it. I like where you're the going. Beefed with up
2: this. Uh, rushing yeah. touchdown projection too.
1: So, yep, I, I'm pretty high on Debo. Finally. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm like he's cash game. He's locked into cash games for me this week. Like, especially with Adams going against the Rams. Not that that should matter, but, you know, you never know. And uh,
2: Uh, Brandon Ayuk is now just a full-fledged wide receiver three, potentially wide receiver two uh, upside right now. But
1: all in on Ayuk now as well. Yeah, I mean, he's wide receiver 36 uh, for me. So he's kind of still on that cusp. Um, But, yeah, I'm I'm encouraged with what I see. He's running, you know, upwards of 90% uh, of the routes. Uh, for the Niners so we're seeing good things and that's that's gonna be important uh, to keep the coverage honest on, on Debo uh, all right let's go to waiver ads here not too much to talk about Um, but you know I, I know you know the uh, the Chiefs are on by and the Cardinals are on by so there are people missing some some wide receivers that they would probably start in these last few weeks uh, the one guy that stood out to me was Van Jefferson at 46 percent uh, rostered. I think he's still going to get those 90, 95% uh, of snaps and routes for the Rams. You know, Beckham uh, should be up closer to 80, 85% this week. We'll see after the bye. but either way, Jefferson, you know, this is a one, one uh, personnel team. Jefferson should be, uh, you know, in that wide receiver three conversation as well. So I think he should be owned. Uh, what do you think uh, as far as Jefferson and anyone else you're looking at to to add at wide receiver?
2: Yeah, Van Jefferson at 46% is absolutely ridiculous. Um yeah, he's he's going to be a wide receiver 3 uh the rest of the way and I think he still has some short-term wide receiver 2 upside uh depending on how much Odell Beckham has, you know, gotten up to speed with this offense, but love Jefferson uh and yeah, 46% uh, pretty stupid but uh yeah elijah moore <laughs> elijah moore is rostered in 58 percent of leagues and i thought that was stupid but jefferson takes the cake uh but either way if elijah moore is available in your league just add him he just has too much upside i was i was touting him uh, yeah. heading into the season i was kind of low on him because this uh re- receiving depth chart still pretty crowded but he's just too good and it's showing um so he's going to be a wide receiver three the rest of the way I hate to say, I, I kind of wish Joe Flacco would start more games uh, for Elijah Moore's sake. Uh, but I digress. I think uh, Cedric Wilson's a good add for just this week uh, only if if you need some help at wide receiver uh, with uh, Cooper and Lamb potentially missing. Uh, LaVisca Chenault, he's been very disappointing this season. But um, with Jamal Agnew out, you know, he's going to see an extra couple targets a game. So if there, he could sneak into that wide receiver three, wide receiver for discussion going forward. Uh, And then last but not least, MVS, just the ultimate high upside flyer. If you're ever a big underdog or you face the uh, Patriots defense on Thursday Night Football last week, uh, I was saying, roll the dice on MVS. He could get you a zero, but he has that massive, massive upside. So he's just a nice option to have on your bench if you ever get a situation where you just need to shoot for the moon. Um, He's he's the guy I like to roll out there. So um, love stashing MVS uh, for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah. I think he's interesting, you know, depending on what happens with Lazard, um, you know, MVS, you know, he ran 86% of the routes last week. If he's around that number, he's, you know, he's like a low end flex this week for me. He's like wide receiver 49. You know, it's not great, but, um, given the ceiling, you know, if if you're kind of desperate there and he's one of the options available, um, you could do a lot worse. Uh, especially with, you know, maybe Ramsey paying a little more attention to Adams. than you know, Ramsey usually just kind of working in the slot, but I, I could see them putting them on Adams uh, for at least mm-hmm. part of this game. All right, uh, let's go to our DFS cheat codes, top plays. Guys were higher on than the consensus at wide receiver.
2: Uh, so at the top, I think Deontay Johnson at six hundred uh is a no brainer. His four ceiling combo is just way too high with Juju out the the rest of the season. So love Deontay at that price. Uh Michael Pittman, I was down on him last week against the Bills, but I'm back on the Pittman train uh against the Buccaneers. He's 5600 this week. Again, he's in the middle of just a massive year two breakout. You called him at ed- heading into his rookie season last year, uh and it's it's finally come to fruition. Just love him this week. Should be a pass. Uh, funnel game for the the Colts, even though I think Jonathan Taylor will still have a good game. I think they lean on Pittman here. Uh, and then I, I mentioned LaVisca Chenault, uh, just with Jamal Agnew, out. I think, um, especially against the Falcons, we could finally see a ceiling game from Chenault. So love having some shares of him this week. Uh, MVS, I already mentioned, just no-brainer GPP kind of dart throw uh, against the Rams here. He's 4,100. Just love his the ceiling he provides every week. Uh, and last but not least, I think Nico Collins is a great stacking option for Tyrod Taylor. Um, you know, Brandon Cooks has been cooling off a bit of late. Um, and I, I think they really want to see what they have in Nico Collins. Uh, I, he's one of the better rookie wide receivers, I think, uh, in this class. And, um, you know, he's been the number two wide receiver in this offense. So I think this is a week we could see a ceiling game. I think he has a uh, touch on upset. He actually caught a touchdown last week. It got called back due to like a penalty or his yep, foot was so that out that, or something, uh, but I that, thought he, uh, I, I thought he got it, but he got it. He got it. That was, got a call. Call. Okay. So was, was a bad call. Okay. Call. So what was bad call? Uh, I, I
1: don't know. Like they just said he was like, like it was like, uh, they, I think they called oh, it they, out on the field and they just didn't oh. have enough to overturn it. But if you looked at that, I mean, I thought it was a touchdown. Like I, I think they just didn't have enough on the replay to overturn it, but it was a touchdown.
2: Oh man. Yeah. I, I remember. So it was Kenny Galladay's rookie season. I had charted, he had about five touchdowns called back due to penalty or, just missing it, and uh, so I've been tracking. I think Collins has a couple now, but either way, love Collins this week. Uh, you, you, if you have to stack somebody with Tyrod Taylor, it's obviously Brand Cooks, but I think you could get sneaky and go with Nico Collins here. So love him uh, on DK this week.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I had I had Collins last week in some oh, tournaments. So I wasn't happy man. about that. <laughs> yeah, a wide receiver. Like I already know my cash game trio at wide receiver. It's going to be Debo, Keenan Allen, and Deontay Johnson. Uh, All three of them, Keenan Allen and Debo Samuel, join Cooper Cup and and Devontae Adams as players that have double-digit DraftKings points in every single game. So uh, I think you got to get those three guys in uh, however you can do it. I mean, the floor has been amazing. I I do like Brandon Cooks here at 5,800. He's another guy I buy low on because yeah, they want to get Nico Collins more looks, but Brandon Cook's still running 95% of the, uh, of the routes. And like he's a guy that can get that 30% target share because none of these receivers, including Nico Collins, has really proven to be a target hog. You know, the backs haven't, the tight ends haven't. So I think Brandon Cook's could have a big stretch. And remember, they had a positive game script, you know, for one of probably the few times all year last week uh, against the, uh, the Titans. So, you know, that's not going to be every week. Uh, even this week, even though they're favorites, they're playing a the Jets defense that's just abysmal. So yep. I think you go, you know, you keep going back to Cooks. Uh, T. Higgins, I think you keep going back to T. Higgins as yes. well. 5,400. you for taking that for
2: me this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: you know, I know it was disappointing yeah. last week, but he's playing another zone heavy team. He weeds the Bengals even better than Jamar Chase in yards per route run uh, against zone coverage. So I think Higgins has a bounce back. Uh, you know, you, ha- you get some of those bad games every once in a while. And, Wes, you're talking about like, Deontay or Keenan or Debo or, or Cup or Adam. So um, I think Higgins is still way too cheap. And then another guy, you know, I love Elijah Moore. He is my biggest riser in terms of like rest of season rankings. Cause he finally ran a route on, you know, more than 80% of the the, the snaps for first time since week one. But uh, Corey Davis, I think is too cheap at 4,800. He also w- was on the field for 95% of the, of the dropbacks. And you know, I think with more kind of coming on, Davis's price has gotten knocked down, but Davis has been, you know, consistently the jets, you know, number one receiver, you know, more or less, and he's still getting a ton of routes. And I think like the emergence of Moore and the fact that they're playing him and Q and Cole less, you know, that just makes it easier for Davis because he's always been a little better when he's not like the top priority of the defense. You know, we saw him kind of flourish with AJ Brown. So I think uh, Elijah Moore is kind of turning into that AJ Brown type producer, you know, down the stretch. Remember AJ just went off. Down the stretch, that that yes. first year, so um, I think this actually works well for for Corey Davis here. So forty eight hundred, getting you know 95 percent of the snaps, uh, I'll take it against the Houston Texans defense.
2: I I love the AJ Brown comp. Uh, I I've also I, I agree with like the Tyler Lockett kind of comp uh, yeah. with Velizmore. He's a slot receiver but can go deep. Uh, just. He was one of my favorite rookie wide receivers uh, heading in the season. I feel bad because I, I kind of miss out on this bull run on him, but I'm I'm back on the Elijah Moore train. I just think he's too good, so love the call. And yeah, yeah, you know t- t-
1: t- yeah, go for it. Oh, no, I was going to say with Moore, it was just like every week I was just like optimistically projecting him for more snaps than he played the week before. Yeah. <laughs> and like he didn't actually get them until last week, but – he would produce somehow even unlimited snaps, which, yeah, it's it's scary how good he could be if he keeps playing 80% uh, of, the, of the snaps or more. Yeah, and I, I was rooting for them
2: to trade away, like, uh, you know, Denzel Mims, who I love Denzel Mims. I want to see him on another team that gets playing time. Or I, I wanted them to trade away Mims and Crowder so that we could safely project more for 80% or more routes run per week. But, yeah, it's been a struggle giving him anything more than, like, 55 or 60. But I'm all in on him now uh, not, not gonna downgrade him going forward. Uh, but again, love your T Higgins call at 5,400. I feel like whoever sets pricing at DK accidentally, like mainly entered 5,400 and all the other prices are based on a formula, but they like messed up and kept him at 5,400. He's been 5,400 for like six weeks in a row now. Um, so I just wonder if there's something uh, fishy going on there.
1: Yeah, it's like the cell in the spreadsheet is yeah. broken. It's like not importing the formula. Like it is for I'm else. Yeah, but he should always be like six k at least. Yeah, like fifty nine um, if he has a bad week. Yeah, before, maybe, but yeah, like a good five hundred more at least. Um, exactly. <laughs> who we got for the uh, prop at wide receiver? That's a great question. Do I even have a prop? Um uh, Oh yeah, yeah. So
2: Michael Gallup uh, total receiving yards against the Raiders. Um, like how are you adjusting this with both, you know, Cooper and Lamb expected to miss? Um, so right now I have him projected for 58 and a half receiving yards. Is that
1: too high or low? Uh, it's pretty much right on. I have his mean at 62. So his median would be, yeah, around 57, 58. Uh, but yeah, I think it's he'll push for 60 yards with a ceiling of like 150. (laughs) So uh I mean, you know, this is the Raiders, they play single high. That you know, Gallup can get down the field. Uh, I I have him as my wide receiver eighteen. Uh, I am projecting Lamb to miss. So if I you know mm-hmm. insert reinsert Lamb, I think Gallup goes into more of like the wide receiver three range, probably like thirtieth or something like that. Uh, but uh, right now, yeah, with, with those guys out, I have Gallup at wide receiver eighteen. You know, this is the Cowboys are the biggest favorite of the week. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's just an ugly week. So that, they have the highest implied total as well so this is you know it kind of seems like ah oh, thursday ugly and you know things could go wrong but uh, at the moment oh yeah this is a smash spot for
2: my ugly week w- would that mean there's a bunch of close games
1: oh i guess the opposite yeah i, yeah. I kind of like, <laughs> like big spreads though because i like the uncertainty yeah. like remember when everyone was like oh my god week nine let's see whatever would happen i'm like i loved week nine like it was you know oh, like no, week I'm, nine was absolutely a shit yeah. show. usually
2: i think people are being overly dramatic but <laughs> no. they're absolutely right week nine was a shit show
1: no, I loved it though. I love when like, <laughs> yeah. I, like, you know, things go against the, like, you know, it was really bad. I think it was week seven. It was the statistically the uh, widest margin of like the whole merger in terms of the average margin of victory for wow. the winning teams. And I think there was only like one or two of uh, the percentage of games that were even within two possessions was like the mm. lowest it's been in like, like three decades. So yeah, that, that was a bad week. Like week nine, that's just, that's just uncertainty, but there's a lot of uncertainty this week because it's like, you could have like every favorite lose because they're all favored by like two, or yep. three points. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So it should be interesting. So yeah, I shouldn't say it's a, a bad week, but it's just, yeah, it's it's there's not a lot in terms of like locked in smash spot plays for, or teams because everyone, the games are expected to be close. Uh All right, let's go to tight end. Sean, who are your top five at tight end for week 12? We got no Travis Kelsey.
2: Yeah, no Kelsey. So, um, oh man, I, I feel bad because I faded Waller last week on his player prop and he just absolutely crushed it. I think we were both on that. So I got Waller at number one, George Kittle, Kyle Pitts at number three, and then Mark Andrews and Dalton Schultz.
1: That's my exact top five. I guess it's pretty nice. cut and dry. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about Kyle Pitts. Uh, that You could kind of see that coming against the Patriots. They had mm-hmm. one player you worry about and that was Kyle Pitts, you know, so... Um, yep. The Patriots are going to do a good job of shutting that out. Falcons had to buy Ridley still looks like he's not going to be back. Um, so, yeah, I think Pitts, you know, number three, especially we don't know exactly what's going on with Lamar yet. Uh, Marquise Brown could be back uh, as well for the Ravens. So I think Andrews it's fair to keep him at four. And then Schultz bumps up a little bit because you have those top two receivers likely out uh, for Dallas. Uh, all right. Waiver ads. I mean, talk about disappointing. Uh, did Dan Arnold play last week?
2: Ooh, yeah, well, actually, he ran a season high 83% yeah. routes run and had zero catches. So, yeah. really weird. But um, I guess any tight end under 50% rostered uh, is bound to have a bad game, right?
1: Yeah, and I mean, I mean, <laughs> that's why I'm kind of asking you because I look at the potential waiver ads for this week, and I go, I go to Dan Arnold. But you yep. know what? I think maybe we should have been more concerned about last week, which, I, you know, it's like a few years ago we would have been on this, but Jaquaski Tart was activated like a day before that, that Niners Jags game. Oh, and yeah. remember he was always just a tight end yeah. eliminator. Now I haven't watched the all 22. So I don't know if like he was in fact, the reason why Dan Arnold struggled, but uh, you know, maybe we should have paid more attention to that, but uh, either way, I think yeah. Dan Arnold's the guy you add this week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: And um, like I said, if you didn't add tight ends, under 50% on just because they had a bad game, you wouldn't be able to add anybody. So I'm right. going to forgive Arnold here. Uh, and uh, again, he's another guy that could benefit or he should benefit with Jamal Agnew out the rest of the season. That's probably going to be an extra uh, target or two uh, for Arnold going forward. And yet, like I said, he's shown such a high floor, this ceiling, but hasn't had a ceiling game because he hasn't scored a touchdown. Well, we finally saw a floor game. So I think that it's just a given we're going to see a ceiling game here. Um, so I'm doubling down on Dan Earl uh, this week. I'm, I'm not going to overreact to the goose egg uh, from week 11.
1: Yeah. I mean, they are playing a Falcon. So the Jaguars might actually get touchdown. Yes. We can only hope. Right. <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Who do we like top plays? Uh, I really, you know, looking at this, the slate on DraftKings and the price. And I really like Gronk at 4,400 and Higby at 4,200. Uh, I think that's kind of a little sweet spot uh, for tight end. And then Arnold's at 4k. So that's more of a tournament kind of pivot there. Uh, coming off the bad game uh, but what are you thinking here uh, at tight end
2: yeah so this is a pretty uh weak slate for tight end uh so no kelsey he's on the bye, but no waller andrews or even schultz yeah um so i think that you know dallas goddard at 4800 uh he's priced kind of in this like tier by himself with like a Noah Fant. i think dallas goddard six out you know he um he got banged up week 10 i think it was he, he got knocked out of the game so you know his numbers weren't uh, nearly as good as they could have been. Uh, but ever since the Ertz trade, he's been pretty steady, but he he actually hasn't scored a touchdown since the Ertz trade. So I think he's another guy that's due for some positive touchdown aggression. So love taking my boy Dallas Goddard at any time, but especially on this slate at 4,800. And then I have to stick with Dan Arnold and Tyler Conklin. You know, they disappointed last week. Uh, they're still, you know, priced too low and they should bounce back this week. So um, Got to
1: stick with just the Arnold Conklin as the top cheap options as well. I, I'm I'm not playing Tyra Conklin after Dan Arnold just goose egged against the 49ers. That is not oh, what, true. That's, that's, yeah, that's not what I'm going to uh, do. Tar- yeah, that's, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> like, I, I like Arnold. Like, I think you just go back to Arnold here. Like, you know, he's he, paying 300 more. But yeah, I mean, that's that's worrisome. You know, if tight ends are goose egging <laughs> against the 49ers. Um, all right. Who is our tight end prop? Uh, so let's go with Kyle Pitts.
2: Uh, like you said last week, it was kind of predictable that he would bust. Um, but yeah, so this week I'm expecting for him to bounce back and have a big game against the Jaguars. But uh, I'm projecting him at 59 and a half uh, receiving yards. You over under that?
1: Yeah, I'm right at 60. Uh, mean about 66. Median about 60. So I'll go over. I-, I think it's a bounce back game for Kyle Pitts. Like this Jaguars defense is not going to be able to to hold him back. I mean, the Patriots are one of the few teams that, because it's not just talent, right? It's scheme. You know, it's the Jaguars, on the other hand, they're 30th in DVOA against tight ends. But if you want to call Kyle Pitts a receiver, they're also 30th in DVOA against number one wide receivers and they're 31st in overall pass defense DVOA. So, and they're 30th against wide receiver twos for good measure. So it's like, whatever you think Kyle Pitts is, The Jaguars are bad at defending it, so yeah, big big spot for him. Next up here on the Fantasy Flex is a segment we call Elite Entries, where Sean and I dive into the Prize Picks app and compare our player projections to the props to build some entries. For my first Prize Pick Elite Entry for Week 12, I'm going with Chase Claypool over 45 and a half receiving yards. Now he's been over this in. Uh, half of his games, but two of the ones he went under, he had exactly 45, so he went a, he's a yard away from being over in 75% of his games. Uh, he was still over this in four of his last seven, and and he's averaging 65.8 receiving yards per game this year, so this prop is 20 points below his average. Uh, his median is a little lower, yes, but remember now, Juju's out, and you look at Quaypool and what he's been doing recently, and you know he's going down the field uh, ben Roethlisberger has looked a little better. So uh, I think Claypool, you know, now now that he's not injured, he's you know, he's missed a couple games. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of games closer to his average. I still have not projected for about 60 yards uh, against the Bengals. So uh, I see quite a bit of value here on Chase Claypool. Sean, we're going for your prize pick lead entry for week 12. Uh, I'm going with Jonathan Taylor over
2: 75 and a half rushing yards against the Buccaneers. And, you know, a couple weeks ago, I was telling you, Um, Always bet on Jonathan Taylor's over against bad defenses. Well, I'm updating that now. Just always bet on Jonathan Taylor's over no matter what. Um, We saw him go for 184 rushing yards against the Bills defense last week. So, uh, yes, Tampa Bay is a tough matchup uh, when it comes to to running backs. But you can't bet against Jonathan Taylor right now. And the Buccaneers could be without Vita Vea uh, again this week. So I'll like Jonathan Taylor even more. And I think Taylor has benefited from Uh, you know his offensive line all five starters returned a couple weeks ago now quentin nelson is questionable for this game uh, but i think he'll be able to gut it out and play so just even more reason like jonathan taylor now his
1: offensive line is back healthy and ready to go yeah i have this projected closer you know above 90 so i'm right with you on that one Uh, for my second prize pick lead entry for week 12 i'm going with Corey davis over 44 and a half receiving yards I feel like lost in the Elijah Moore hype is the fact that Davis ran a route on 95% of the dropbacks last week. Uh, He's still the Jets, you know, kind of their number one receiver uh, in terms of their routes run. Uh, He's been over this five out of eight games and you're going against the Houston Texans, you know, zone defense that uh, is not going to be, you know, tough and not going to lock Davis up one on one. Davis has done well uh, against zone coverage this season and he is averaging 60 yards per game so another one where the 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 this prop is way lower than his average uh Corey davis over 44 and a half that is going to wrap it up for our prize pick a week entry for this week as a recap sean is going with jonathan taylor over 75 and a half rushing yards against the tampa bay buccaneers i'm going chase claypool over 45 and a half receiving yards against the Cincinnati Bengals and Corey Davis over 44 and a half receiving yards against the Houston Texans. As a reminder, prize picks markets do move. So you want to get on it fast in order to lock in the best numbers. If you haven't created a prize account yet, check out the link in our episode description and they will match your first deposit up to $100 or you can visit PrizePix.com and use the promo code Action 10. That's A-C-T-I-O-N-1-0. All right, now back to the show. All right, let's uh, get into our lineup building segment. We'll build a lineup on FanDuel, build a lineup on DraftKings. Uh, Let's start on DraftKings. Sean, uh, you went first last week on DraftKings, right? Yeah, it's it's your turn to go first. Okay, cool. Uh, On DK, I am going to go ahead and... Let's lock in. Let's lock in Cam just because I love his price at fifty six hundred. We're gonna go Cam Newton here against the Dolphins.
2: Okay, well let's lock in uh, Debo.
1: (laughs) All aboard the
2: Debo train. Yeah,
1: right. (laughs) He's my
2: guy too now. I mean, three carries for twenty yards plus a really good receiving uh, projection. Just can't go wrong with
1: him right now. Uh, You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna actually give us a defense here because this caught my attention because they're one of the top price defenses on FanDuel and the second lowest on DraftKings. And that's wow. the Houston Texans at 2,300 against the Jets. I mean, whether we get Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco or Mike White or whoever the heck is on this roster still, uh, they're able to turn the ball over. The Jets are giving up the third most DraftKings points uh, to opposing defenses. So 2,300. But the Texans gives us a lot of wiggle room, especially going cheap at, at quarterback as well. So we still have an average of 5,700 remaining for our final six players.
2: Yeah, that must be like a T. Higgins situation again where the sell the is like mainly entered just permanently Texans 2,300, not factoring in the matchup this week.
1: Well, it's weird because like like I said, Cam <laughs> Newton is 5,600 on DK and 8K on Fanduel. So there yeah. is something odd about this DraftKings pricing this week, I, I will say that.
2: I agree. Um, God, I, I, have to do it though. Uh, AJ Dillon, 5,900. Um, this is one of the, I, I'm assuming Aaron Jones is out, right? Like.
1: I, I think he is, but we'll we just leave an extra hundred at most. Cause Aaron Jones is six K. So, you know, worst comes to worst. You can always pivot. Yeah. That's Aaron a good call.
2: <laughs> okay. So yeah, I'm less worried about it now. So on Sunday, if Aaron Jones is out, we're pivoting, um,
1: or if Aaron Jones is active, we'll just pivot to him here at six K. Uh, so let's go with uh, the running back in the same game, Daryl Henderson at 5,800. Uh, they're 26 in DVOA. I think Henderson, he's another pivot off Dylan uh, in that same game as well. But in this lineup, let's, uh, let's stack them up. I think both of these teams are going to be able to run uh, on each other. Usually you don't do the running back same game for the correlation here, but uh, it's a one-point spread and a total around 50. So close, high-scoring game, uh, that's, that's a good spot for, for running backs. So, we'll probably just have to start
2: spending up at this point. So, I'll go with Devontae Adams uh, to kind of correlate with what you just said. You know, just a high-scoring game. We want Henderson getting touchdowns, yards. Uh, so, we need Devontae Adams doing, doing work as well. Um, I thought about taking MVS here, but since we're already, already going cheap, let's spend up to get Devonte here.
1: All right. Is, is this the highest total game? Like there's not I think it might high be. Totals, yeah. So, yeah. There's, there's not. Oh, at tight end, let's go Gronk. The uh, the Colts are 29th uh, in uh, points allowed to tight ends. And uh, Gronk looked really good yeah. you know, coming back from his injury. Six of eight for 71 yards. And uh, you just know he's going to get re-involved in the red zone. He had four touchdowns in his first two games. Uh, hasn't had one since, but he's only played three games since. And he sat out a lot of one of them. So uh, we'll go Gronk here at 4,400. That's just a steal. Yep, Agreed. Um,
2: so we have uh, average price left of about forty eight hundred yep forty seven fifty. Um, let's see. how much should I give you to work with at Flex?
1: Well, you know, um, I got some options if you want to get like go cheap. as long yeah. as I have like as long as I have like forty three ish, okay, I, can, I, can I got out. it.
2: I, I know exactly who we're going with. We're going with Nico Collins oh. at thirty two hundred. Um he's gonna see that touchdown on this week that was robbed from both of us. I didn't realize he had him, Yeah. oh, yeah, mom, I wrote but, him
1: up. I was like,. Oh. You know, like you gotta, you gotta target these wideouts coming off the, the 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 uh, the buys and especially the rookies, like these the young wideouts. You know, they you always figure they're gonna get more involved, especially coming off the buy. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, like you said, you know, Brandon
2: Cooks is a good play, but I, I really do think they're starting to evaluate these rookies. Like they've had, uh, they made Jordan Aikens a uh, healthy scratch, and they're looking at Brevin Jordan. So I think that just. They need to start filing targets to Collins. Like I said, he's he's one of the best rookie wide receivers in this class. So, uh, want to get in on him before he has that blow up game. So let's go with
1: Collins here. All right. So we got flex. We got six thousand three hundred. Um, nice. So we got a ton of options here. Yeah. Um, hmm, yeah. We can leave one hundred left over. So a little less than I usually do, but I I really think this is a big spot for Kyle Pitts, and uh, we'll get the double tight end action. Nice. But he's a kind of a wide receiver. So uh, Kyle Pitts. 6,100. That makes our lineup. Cam Newton uh, at 5,600 at Miami. A.J. Dillon at 5,900 against the Rams. Daryl Henderson Jr. at 5,800 at Green Bay. Debo Samuel against Minnesota at 7,900. Devontae Adams uh, against the Rams at 8,600. And Nico Collins against the Jets at 3,200 with Gronkowski at tight end at 4,400. And Kyle Pitts. In the flex at sixty one hundred with the Texans defense at twenty three hundred,
2: love it. And I I love when we do the double tight end stack when one of them's really not even a tight end, um, right? Like we had the double tight end stack. Where we had Gusecki. I'm like he's essentially a receiver uh at this point. So yeah, I, I don't even think Kyle Pitts is a tight end. So love just I love the upside of having these uh double tight end stacks. It makes it pretty unique.
1: Yeah, hopefully we can get nine guys in our lineup. You know, we make these, and then I feel like every week somebody gets like ruled out with COVID. <laughs> yeah, like what that. can you
2: do, though? Um, but at least we're, we're preparing for the possibility that Aaron Jones um, suits up, and we have a backup plan for that. So just keep that in mind.
1: All right, let's head on over to FanDuel, and uh, you're up
2: first. On FanDuel. I'm going to go Justin Herbert. We didn't, we didn't take him on DraftKings, but got to get some Justin Herbert love here. He's only 7,800. Um, at FanDuel, and I think, like you said, you, you were loving Keen Allen this week. We have Mike Williams as a potential stack, so let's go, Justin Herbert.
1: Yeah, Herbert is probably going to be my cash game quarterback on FanDuel. He's just too cheap. I mean, he's the QB five on the slate, but there's only ten games, and uh, he's my quarterback five overall for the week. So uh, he's a little bit mis, little just a little bit mispriced on on FanDuel. But there, like, like we said, there's a lot of discrepancies. Um, in terms of pricing this week. So it is interesting. But uh, I'm going to go with one of my favorite values on FanDuel, and that is Tywer Higby at tight end. He's 5,400. The Packers are 26 in DVOA against tight ends. And, uh, you know, Higby could see a little bit of an uptick here with, with Robert Woods out. Odo Beckham still getting acclimated. Uh, but either way, I mean, 5,400 uh, for Higby. You know, he's priced below Evan Ingram uh, somehow. I don't know. I don't know how, but he's priced below Evan Ingram. So I'm taking that one day. Tyra Higby at 5,400.
2: With Sterling Shepard potentially returning this week. So that that makes sense. Monday night.
1: Monday night. uh, Yeah. They they priced it before Monday night.
2: So the the question is here do we want to stack Keenan Allen or Mike Williams here or both? Um,
1: Well, Allen is cheaper, is 400 cheaper on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. Uh, even though Fando has a, a $10,000 higher cap. So, I mean, Allen is clearly a value uh, on the site. And Williams is only uh, 200 less. I, I I actually think Allen.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, DraftKings is a full PPR. So that just makes Allen that much more valuable. But yeah, I like Justin Herbert only has eyes for Keenan Allen. How could you not? He's open on every single play. So let's let's go with the
1: Herbert-Allen stack here. I'm going to go with... Let's go with some Mike Evans at 7,500. Love it. This guy just, I mean, you want to talk about a fan main yeah. receiver. This guy catches touchdowns pretty much week in, week out. Like out of his last six games, he's caught touchdowns in five of them, and two of them were multi touchdown games. So he's got mm-hmm. uh, eight touchdowns in his last six games. That's pretty absurd. So yeah, Mike Evans. Three touchdown potential, Mike Evans.
2: Uh, love it. So I'm going to go a little bit cheaper. Here uh, to round out our wide receiver and a guy that we talked about earlier. Just ridiculous that he's available in forty six percent of leagues right now, and that's Van Jefferson at fifty four hundred on Fanduel. Just ridiculous. Yeah. So, that,
0: uh,
1: <laughs> so we got the we got the Rams. Kyra Higby, ran Jefferson. That we should have oh, gone with Stafford. Shit. Or do you want? Yeah,
2: or do you want to? We can swap him out. I don't care. Yeah, let's go Stafford at quarterback. Okay, uh, it, we we can backtrack our yeah, yeah here. that's fine like totally fine with that and then kind of go from there um just i mean when we're dealing with gpps here
1: you got to go with correlation
2: so yeah matthew stafford is
1: yep uh all right so stat so we have uh 6750 for two running backs a flex and a defense i'll let you pick the flex uh, i'll go with a running back here and we'll go james robinson at 7600 nice so uh we have a bunch of these mid-range guys and some cheap guys so 64 67 average running back flex defense.
2: Yeah, I got to go with the defense here. Um the question is which one do we like? And I am looking at the Bengals at 3300 is that the best yeah.
1: value here? That, yeah, that's that's, that's going to be my cash game play. I mean, oh I mean granted <laughs> this is a Tomlin spot. The Steelers might win this game, but yeah. you still it's still one of the biggest home favorites of the week. So I mean yeah, 3,300, yeah, seem right? A little
2: too obvious. Like, I, I hate spending up at defense or taking defenses that seem too obvious, but I don't care. We're going with the Bengals at 3,300.
1: Yeah, I mean, for this, it makes sense. I mean, I don't know how obvious they're going to be just because they're still the Bengals. You know, I don't think people <laughs> have this, What is that this, supposed like, to mean? But yeah, like, I people don't have this, like, yeah. positive impression of the Bengals' defense. Uh, All right, so we have 80-50. We have Ooh. a good amount of salary... So I'll let you go flex uh, okay. and you'll have a good amount regardless of who I take yep. it running back. Uh, let's go with. By the Ooh. way, is this
2: the first week they don't have Christian McCaffrey 10K?
1: I think it is. Yeah, he's, he's 9,700
2: all year. And now that he's probably worth 10K, he's now 9,700. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Oof, we could fit him in. Let's see. No, I well, Jonathan Taylor's the same price, right? And you, yeah. who you have projected for more points? Probably Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. Right? Yeah. No, I wasn't. I wasn't saying I wanted to take McCaffrey. I was just making a joke because I've been saying He's been 10k, like even when he was like limited or when he was out, and now that he's back in like borderline number one, now they bump him down 300. Just didn't make sense.
1: Let's take Jonathan Taylor. Let's go, Jonathan Taylor. Nice. 9,800. A little bit contrarian, maybe, because everyone thinks the Bucks' run defense is elite, which it's, it's pretty good, but again, probably no Vita Vea, so uh, yeah. let's get the new Derrick Henry in here. We got 6,300 for a flex. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Miles Sanders here.
2: It's going to. I kill mean, maybe he'll me.
1: finally get a touchdown since there's no that's, Jordan Howard, and like... That's with- what I'm saying. Meanwhile was a scratch, and Boston Scott used to get, like, zero touches when Sanders was healthy, too. Exactly. There.
2: Yeah, I'm still worried about Jalen Hurts when it comes to goal line situations. But like you said, with no Jordan Howard, it just it moves Miles Sanders up the pecking order. Um, So yeah, it it would kill me to not take Sanders here and have him go off. So I'm going Sanders. All right. So
1: to recap, we got Matthew Stafford at quarterback at 7700, James Robinson at running back at 7600 against the Falcons, Jonathan Taylor at 9800 against the Bucks, Keenan Allen at 7k. At Denver, Mike Evans at 7,500 at Indy, and Van Jefferson Jr., 5,400 at Green Bay. Uh, also got Tyler Higby stacked with Stafford here at 5,400 at Green Bay. And then Miles Sanders in the flex at the New York Giants in their bottom three run defense <laughs> at, at 6,100. And the Bengals, maybe chalk, maybe not, uh, but they're at 3,300. Good value there for the defense as a home favorite against
0: pittsburgh
1: all right so uh that is going to wrap it up for a jam-packed week 12 fantasy flex podcast presented by prize picks you can find sean on twitter at the underscore odds maker. you can find me on twitter at chris raybon and you can find us at those same handles in the free award-winning action network app where you can follow our bets or track yours for free be sure to check out actionnetwork.com for our fantasy football content rankings and projections and fantasylabs.com for our dfs content tools and models happy thanksgiving and let's get this money